Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Bloodline story. Yep, just checking we're still we're actually recording. The Bloodline story is the best story in wrestling ever. I said it, and I'm sticking with it. I don't care. I love it so much. Ever. 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 My favorite of all time. And I will justify it on this show. Hello. Welcome to the SmackDown Review. I'm Chubba Pequin, and I'm joined by Sat E Niangi. What time is it? It's uh, currently when this goes out, it no, is 3 p.m. on a Saturday. It's hypothetical. It's sat e time on sat e day. Ladies and gentlemen, our wayward son has returned back to us. Carry on my wayward son. Oh, That's the wrong Pete's show. He's back in town. Thank you for filling in for Tempest, who's mm. still in Canada. Canadian land. In Canada. Yeah. It's <laughs> off in Canada right now. Selfish bastard making me come back to saturdays oh wait 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 come back to saturdays is not bad listen the Saturverse. <laughs> <laughs> i exist with you and tempest only visiting like last uh-huh, week just to yeah, let, yeah, just yeah. Let, me let people know there's canon that i do exist within yeah. the wrestle talk universe yeah but yeah it's great to have you back and it seems like Thank pete is being positive so we're gonna enjoy this and soak in <sighs> Shall we get started? Yeah. I just want to talk about all the, the Bloodline stuff on this show. Let's go. Which started with the opening segment on the show, which started much the same way as Raw did this week. Bloodline are here, wrecking stuff, classic Bloodline, yay, we're going to celebrate. Except that this time, they did that, and then Roman came out, and I was like, okay, here's the next bit. We're not just starting the show the same way. This is good. I loved everything in this segment, because... Roman Reigns yes. started doing the, the usual, acknowledge me, etc. I'm, I'm going to listen to the crowd. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I want to hear from the Honorable Uso. I want to hear from Sammy Uso. And uh, Sammy chimes in and just says like, hey, 2022 was awesome, but 2023, this is the year of the bloodline. Here's what we're going to do. We're amazing. No one can stop us, blah, blah, blah. And Roman just says, you know, I don't really want to talk about 2023. Mm-mm. I want to talk about 2022. Mm-hmm. I mean, last week. 
And then he starts talking about the previous week where he lost in a match to John Cena and Kevin Owens. And Reigns is in such denial about losing. He cannot fathom that he has a loss on his record that isn't from a DQ. Uh, he can't fathom that he has a loss on his record. And he has done the most crazy mental gymnastics to make it make sense in his own head. Bingo. And he is just pacing back and forth, not even looking at Sammy, but just going on this massive, like, introspective promo, just being like, I mean, well, I mean, I was thinking about, like, the loss, because the, the loss doesn't make sense because I'm the tribal chief and I don't lose. So it doesn't make sense that there's a loss there. So, you know, I'm trying to think about how how there can possibly be a loss there. And it came to the conclusion that I didn't lose. Nope. Sammy lost. Which is kind of true. Which is true. He's the one that got pinned. Um, and he's like, you know, I, I still haven't lost. I'm the tribal chief. I don't lose. And it's him kind of, like I said, doing those me mental gymnastics in his own head because he has such an insecurity of losing. That's his, he cannot handle losing. And he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed by losing. And he's kind of going off against Sami Zayn for a little bit. And he's just pacing back and forth and not even like looking at him or acknowledging it. Just says you a lot without actually yeah, looking we, at we him. We didn't know who the you was, but yeah. you know, because Sami's always, even though Sami's there, he always feels like he's not really there, if that makes yeah. sense. It's like, I have a seat, but it feels mm. kind of temporary. And two, they make me official. I, I'm still honorary. Yeah. So he's always nervous, like any sort of thing that goes wrong. Oh, I could be me. I could get blamed. So he's kind of nervous in the corner. And then like mm -hmm. you say, you did, it's you. And until... Until then, he start. Well, before he even turns to start addressing Sammy, he's then talking like, "Wait, no, I'm trying to think because what the tribal chief does is I call my shot and then I deliver. So I'm mm. trying to think why someone will call their shot and then not mm. deliver because mm. that's what the tribal chief does. But mm. you can't do what the tribal chief does because you're not the tribal chief. Do you want to be the tribal chief and just start like it's like you know that domino meme where you have the small one and then the massive one at the end. It's like Sammy Zayn lost, yeah. and at the other end, it's like Sammy Zayn's taking over the bloodline." He's just done all this mental gymnastics and he's got it in his own head that Sami Zayn is trying to usurp Roman Reigns as the tribal chief of the bloodline. Then he turns and addresses Sami Zayn and starts screaming at him, just being like, is that what you want? You want to take power from me? You think you're the tribal chief? Is that what you think, Sami? Sami's like, I'm just, I'm just here, dude. I'm not doing anything. I love this so much because this is a real weakness being displayed by Roman Reigns, a real insecurity that has like just festered in him for a week and he's just been sitting on it and it's just been growing and he's just like i sent everyone to raw to try and handle the problem but the problem's not fixed because the loss is still on my record i would have loved to see a roman reigns uh christmas and, and new year's mm. just festering on it yeah <laughs> he's with he's with the entire family <laughs> happy new <laughs> and he's in the corner just festering like why did why is there a loss on my record like yeah. why did this happen and then I love the fact that as he's going through tirade, Kevin Owens' music strategically, may I add, interrupted. Mm -hmm. So he didn't even get the full dressing down and hear, hear, hearing Sammy's re retort of it. Because I feel like later on when you, we get to the whole backstage segment, that's when Paul Heyman had to probably calm him down and like, hey, um, you're exposing your inner thoughts mm -hmm. and feelings. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, keep it down yep. here. We don't do feelings. <sighs> Roman just going off and screaming at Sammy and Sammy just backing away into the corner, becoming smaller and smaller, yes. just curling in on himself as mm. he's doing it was amazing. Gets interrupted by Kevin Owens, who, whether he planned to or not, saved Sami Zayn from Roman Reigns' wrath. Mm -hmm. Right then, Roman, Roman Reigns' wrath. He saved Sami Zayn from Roman Reigns' wrath. Yes. A lot of, wrath. Lot of R's. Um, he, so he saved him from that that verbal tirade that he was, he was on right now. Mm -hmm. And he says, look, you're not mad at Sami Zayn, no, really. No. You think you are, but you're not. You're mad at me. I'm the problem. 
in in all of this. I'm your problem. And he didn't say, stop yelling at Sami Zayn, he's my friend. No. But he, he kind of intimated that like, hey, you're, leave that man alone. Focus on me. I'm mm. your real problem. And he didn't say that, but it is kind of still lying underneath. It's subtext, you could call it. And he challenges Roman Reigns to a Universal title match or UWU Championship match at <laughs> uh, the Royal Rumble, which eventually gets uh, later confirmed on the show. And I, I also really like the fact, commentary put this over a couple segments down the line as well, saying that Kevin Owens was essentially taking advantage of an emotional Roman Reigns to get mm. that title shot. Mm -hmm. Because a logical thinking Roman Reigns would just be like, no, go away. I don't want to deal with you. But then he's just like, when he's amped up and angry, he's like, all right, <laughs> you want to walk that path? We can do that. Um, so I, I loved all of this. And then the final line from Kevin Owens is saying that he's still going to wait for Sammy as soon as he can get his balls out of Roman Reigns' pocket. That's like him hinting. He's like, yeah, you turned on me, but... Uh, but I, I, all, know, I know the true you is still in there, Sammy. Yeah, all will be forgiven once you learn how to stand up for yourself. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. It's been too long. What, five years? Nearly five, four, five years of this mm -hmm. Sammy Zayn that we've been enjoying. But yeah, old Sammy's in there somewhere. Yeah. The, well, the old <sighs> underdog from the underground. Mm. <laughs> NXT, yeah, uh, that's what we'll go with. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely adore this opening segment. I I love that we're seeing more and more of uh, Roman as a more fleshed out character, his insecurities, and that if you can break that initial barrier and get past the facade that he has, there's some real like nervous paranoia lying just underneath the surface on Roman Reigns, and that's awesome. That's so cool to see. What what he did to Sammy is what he did to Jay Uso. Mm. It, it, he he basically browbeats you, and then he offers you a crumb of forgiveness. I mean that's yes. that's that's a that's a that's a uh, a military tactical way. That's mm. that's why in 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 some military you have your, your drill sergeant shout out used because that's the way to to shock you and then give you trauma, and then later on you get a pat on the back if you do a good job, mm -hmm. and you and then you. Even though the guy's been horrible to you, you like the fact he's been nice to you. That little breadcrumb of niceness, mm -hmm. that's what you're living for. He knows what he's doing. It's the rush of dopamine. Mm. It's good. Uh, later on in the show, we get Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns confirmed for the Rumble. Sami Zayn then tries to go into the locker room to speak to Roman. And Paul Heyman's like, that's not a good time, Sami. Nah, not good. The Uso's coming. He's like, yeah, go on in. It's like, <laughs> Just a, it's like, I know. It's like a bouncer. You're like, yeah. hey, 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 my name's on the list. No, don't see your name on the list. Hey, 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 young man. Hey, hey, guys. Nice to see you. Go in there. Yeah. But, you know, not you, man. No, not you. Not, not, not you, not you man. And Paul Heyman said what you pointed out was to be a very poignant line when you were watching it in the office of saying the, the line that he gave to Sammy being like, you need to be three steps ahead. If you're on the island of relevancy, you need to be three steps ahead. Now, you made a very good point, so I'll let you say it. Um, this line no, I think is no, quite important. You, no, you you say it because I say a lot of things in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me what did I say? Was the <laughs> let's be honest? I say a lot of things. I sh he's working. He's typing away, and I'm like, hey, hey, and people's like, hmm, uh huh, hmm, uh -huh. yes, Sat. yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, the point is saying that the uh, Paul Heyman is essentially the voice of Roman Reigns' thoughts. Mm -hmm. And Paul Heyman saying, you need to be three steps ahead, is actually kind of saying what Roman Reigns is doing mm -hmm. without saying what Roman Reigns is doing. Yes. It's it's so clever. Yes. Even when, uh, yeah, now you remind me. Yeah, I did say yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It goes back yeah, you to- You are smart. Well done, Sat. <laughs> Thank you. See, Pete said it on camera and I do believe it. Uh <laughs> 
Because it reminded me when he said to Sami Zayn, uh, fans cheering you, not nice. Mm. And then I was like, that's because Roman Reigns, I feel like Paul Heyman is the only one Roman Reigns confides in. Mm. He, he lets him, he's lets his guard down and he's like, wise man, this is what's going to happen and this is how I feel. So Roman Reigns is the tribal chief. When he tells people to acknowledge him, that word, acknowledge me. When he says that all the time, what does he want you to do? He wants us to tell him that we acknowledge him. We think he's great. Why would a guy who's confident within himself ask people, he, you know, people he doesn't really care about to acknowledge him because he's insecure. He needs mm-hmm. to be loved. Now there's another guy in his group getting all this love, all this praise. Why is he getting the love and praise? He's the tribal chief. Mm-hmm. He's champion. He's, the, he's his WWE. He's his island of relevancy. But there's this guy in the group Getting love. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like to share the love because mm-hmm. the love should go to him. So when Paul Heyman gives advice to Sammy, that advice is really, this is what Roman Reigns really feel. So don't do that. But Roman Reigns does not want to look like a kind of guy that cares so much. I don't really care. You know, if they, if they asked him, Paul said this, no, I don't care. If fans want to cheer, they can cheer you. No, it bothers him because all eyes should be on Roman. Everyone serves Roman. Mm-hmm. So if everyone got their own um, individual agenda, Roman would be like, you're trying to usurp me. Mm-hmm. You're trying to stand out. Yep. You're trying to be uh, big league me. I love the house of cards that the bloodline is built on. Mm. He forced Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso to join him. Jimmy had it easier. Even Jimmy, he did, Jimmy even definitely he, had it even easy. Even though he didn't beat him up, and that, that is why Jay tapped out and, you yes. know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. he had it easy in terms of initiation. And Solo's like, well, you know, they all just sent me, so. Yeah, I'm here, whatever, don't <laughs> yeah. really care. Um, he, he is the moody teenager of the group. He's literally just like, no, it's not. I said it already. That's because he knows. Roman told him them car rides, just them two mm-hmm. in that in that in that big car with Paul Heyman. He told him when the time comes, we're gonna smoke Sammy. Mm. But he is not. I don't think he's in Solo's DNA to to do a J of like, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> he's like, I don't play games like that. I'll just stay quiet. I'd rather not talk to him. So that's mm. what he's doing. I'd rather not talk to him because I don't engage in, in false interactions. Just let me know when it's time and we'll smoke him. Yeah. Jay's happy because he's like, this is like Christmas. Jimmy doesn't know. Jimmy thinks he knows. Because he, come on, he, he knows his cousin. He knows his family. He's like, Jay, you're too happy. Something's going on. So that's mm-hmm. when Jimmy went, oh, he's my boy, but I love my family. And he was trying to gauge interest and Roman just brushed past it. He's like, yeah, so tonight we're going to initiate, mm-hmm. you know, Honoré Us and all that. It, Jimmy doesn't know, but he thinks he knows. Like we all know. It's, it's so many layers to the story, <laughs> man. And Paul Heyman knows everything, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, it's so good. So yeah, so Sammy doesn't get in to talk to, to Roman Reigns until much later in the show where Roman Reigns is sitting there and he says, wise man, bring me Sammy. Shmuley. Is that, is, that, is that like a Hebrew way of saying Sammy? Because I realize Paul Heyman has been calling Sammy, like that, yeah. you know, Shmuley. You know, yeah. I like it's you, nice. Shmuley. Yeah. Um, Ad break, come back. Sami Zayn is there with Roman Reigns in the locker room. Before Roman Reigns can talk, Sami Zayn apologizes profusely. And he's like, look, if I have done anything to make you think that I'm trying to take power away from you, I am so sorry. I hate apologies, by the way. I hate if. Those if. Uh In real life, if apologies are never great. That Mm -hmm. means you're not aware. So you're like asking someone, I'm not aware where I went wrong. So if I did go wrong, (laughs) you should... Basically, he's lucky that Roman did what he did what you about to say. Mm-hmm. But he's if apologies never go down well. Yeah. It's like, Pete, if I offended you, if, if, you're saying there's a doubt yeah, but, in but how you, I feel. But you know you did, which yeah. is why you're apologizing. Yeah. Advice to WrestleTalk fans. <laughs> if you're going to apologize, don't say to your other half of your family members, your friends, if I offended you or if I said if, that means you doubt 
that you potentially said it, you have to commit and say, I, I apologize for what I did. If you say if, that means you don't, you're not really there. You're like, you're gauging interest. Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I really hurt your feelings? Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You have to know it. Yeah. Can be led. And, and also, it's basically just saying, like, you're wrong, but I'll say sorry anyway. Yes. It's essentially yes. what you're trying it's to like, say. like, I don't see where I went wrong, yeah. but it hurts your feelings, and I don't want you to hurt your feelings, so <laughs> I apologize. Regardless, Sami Zayn does one of those, and he says, like, you know, if, I, if I've made you feel like I was taking power, if there's anything that I've done that's upset you, I am so sorry. Uh, you know, I, that's never my intention. I acknowledge you. I've always acknowledged you, you know, that th- this is what I want. This is perfect. You're perfect. We're all great here. And Reigns just says, I don't accept your apology. And I was literally just like, oh, ooh, this is spicy. And <clears throat> Paul Heyman in the background is just kind of like, it's like he's watching a tennis match. He's constantly just like looking back and forth between them, giving more looks to Roman, obviously, because that's where he looks more often. And just like the curious, like, mm, what's he saying? What's he going to do? And then Roman Reigns says... You know, he holds himself to a higher standard. He's the tribal chief and nobody deserves to be talked to that way. So I don't accept your apology, Sammy, because I should be apologizing to you. Oh, let me tell you, when I watched this this morning, oh, I popped. I popped so hard for it because Roman Reigns has never apologized to anybody nope. in the bloodline. Nope. Regardless of how he's treated them, he beat up Jey Uso repeatedly. Mm. He constantly made him feel like dirt. Emotionally abused him. He physically abused him. Abused and manipulated and gaslit that man. Mm. He's spoken down to Paul Heyman. Mm. He's spoken down to Jimmy Uso. Mm. He, even when Solo Sokoa got first introduced, he intimidated him. He went up to him and he's like, I'm going to need you to acknowledge me, right? Mm. Right after Clash, Clash at the Castle, mm. Solo was like, okay, I acknowledge you. Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. But like, he, he was at least physically imposing over everybody in the bloodline, but has never apologized to anybody except Sami Zayn. I love all the implications associated with this because behind them, yeah. Paul Heyman is sitting there like, um, what now? Why does he get an apology? That's insane. He, he Paul Heyman's facial expressions in this segment in particular, I thought were absolutely phenomenal. He looked like he was going to cry as well. Exactly. He had so many conflicted emotions because he was like, I'm happy for Sammy that he's not getting berated and like kicked out of the bloodline or whatever. I'm sad that Roman is apologizing to Sammy and not me. It's like he's bringing up like past trauma and just being like, I can't believe that Sammy's getting away with this. And I actually, I'm not. I, no, I actually thought it was something different. So, you know, when I say that Paul Heyman always quivers, he looks like he's quivering around Roman. Mm. I, I do feel like. The real, the true Roman, the real Roman Reigns, because he probably wears so many masks, he, you know, he, he has to wherever. Paul Heyman knows the real him. Mm. So he knows how volatile he is. Yeah. So I feel like his facial expressions also very much worried for Sammy. Mm. Yeah. Because when he did say, I think Paul Heyman does like Sammy. When he says, I like you, because Paul Heyman, had, he's in a tough business. Being a, the wise man is not an easy job. He said it before. I can't recollect which SmackDown or yeah. which show. It's not an easy job for him. There may be people he likes, but the guy he works for is a sociopath. So he knows in his heart of hearts when he's BSing. So in the background, he's cringing. He's like, this is not going to end well. Forget the apology to him. He'd, he'd rather have someone be real to him than what he's doing to Sammy. Mm. What he's doing to Sammy is much worse yeah. in a weird way. 
because no one likes physical violence. But what he's doing to Sami is much worse than what he did to Jimmy and Jay. Because at least with Jimmy and Jay, he's honest about it. With Sami Zayn, he's using false niceties to get something from him, which is the KO problem. I'll say there is always honesty with Jay and Jimmy, apart from in that Hell in a Cell match where Roman mm. juked him out mm. and was crying and being like, oh, I'm yeah, so sorry exactly. for everything I've done. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm yeah, just kidding, exactly. guillotine. Exactly. So you just you just mentioned a time when he showed false vulnerability. Exactly. To draw you in. That's what Roman does, is he never tells you the truth. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't done that submission in a long time. He needs to choke. He's like, he's like guillotine, Sammy, isn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's going to guillotine, yes, Sammy. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> he's going to make okay. you sleep. Okay. So if you take this as legit, if you take this as Roman is genuinely apologizing to Sami Zayn, mm. that's already awesome. That's such a cool moment in and of itself. If you take this as insincere, if Roman really hasn't forgiven Sami for losing last week, which he probably hasn't, no. he then sets a, immediately sets up a match between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens next week. And he says, test. You know, test. and Paul Heyman says, you can make it up to Roman. What does he have to make up? Mm-hmm. Roman just apologized. Yeah, because Paul, again, Paul Heyman, again, I, I do feel like Paul Heyman's internal conflict, even the entrance, I, I used to say, why is he praying in the entrance? That's because he knows that guy is going to snap at any moment. Mm-hmm. I think when he does that, the, the smooth promo, that, that's like how he wants to convey, that's how he sees himself mm-hmm. to the crowd. But yeah. when he's with Paul Heyman, all the insecurity comes out. That's why Brock Lesnar for the longest time was the chief rival because he's like, can I really beat him? I've mm-hmm. never really beat him before in the past. He's yep. like, poor him and sees all his insecurities, all, all the fear, all the hopes and dreams mm-hmm. this young man has. I am the head of the table and I, I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's volatile. And that's why Paul Heyman is always worried that he's going to, he might snap at his entrance. <laughs> so who knows that like, how much, um, anger that festers within Roman that he holds in how much bile and, and hatred he has for everyone so Paul Heyman sees that so he's like he might never make it through this entrance he might just snap and just choke me out or choke mm. someone out because he's angry he also takes it out on his nearest and dearest which is <laughs> Paul Heyman who sees everything so that's why he's always like cowering he's like oh gosh I hope we make it through this entrance you you know you beat someone else up or blah blah or you might beat me up who knows but yeah Roman Reigns is so unpredictable who knows mm-hmm. yeah. who knows I, I, I love the fact that this apology like you can Artistic interpretation can go so many different ways because mm. you can take this as legit and him just being like treating Sammy above others in the bloodline. Mm. That's already an interesting dynamic as it is. He's already kind of treated Sammy with reverence and respect and all that stuff, right? I also loved that if this apology is insincere, then the implications that we already just just spoke about and he's testing him and he's actually not forgiven him and actually he's giving him one more test to say, take out Kevin Owens next week and if you don't do that... Uh oh, for Sammy. Um, but then I loved after that, the main event starts, which is the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus for the tag titles. Mm. Sammy says, Oh, Usos music's here. I've got to go support my boys. Reigns is like, No, sit down. We'll watch it together. Which one is very cool because Sammy Zayn watching a thing with Roman Reigns and being like, Oh, cool. I'm, I'm, he ha- His apology sincere. He wants me to be around. That's great. He's also not out there supporting the Usos. So if next week, Paul Heyman tells the Usos that Roman Reigns apologized to Sammy, that's already driving more of a wedge between them all. It's so clever. It's so clever. And through this match as well, we cut back three times to Sammy and Roman watching. It was funny. And also I thought it was very interesting. Very subtle storytelling. 
The first time you cut back, it is just Sammy and Roman watching, Sammy pointing at the screen and shouting tactics or whatever, and, you know, just saying, they're great, we should support them. Cut back the second time, Sammy's eating popcorn and offering it to Roman Reigns. Roman's befuddled. And Roman is like, what is popcorn? He's confused (laughs) at the concept, right? But then we cut back a third time. And Sammy, Paul, and Roman have their individual tubs of popcorn. Mm. So one, it's funny, right? It's just a funny visual, the the, the story over time. But two, Roman took the lead from Sammy. Roman at the start of the show was so worried that Sammy's taking power and taking the lead over the bloodline. And Roman followed Sammy's lead to get popcorn. Now, maybe this is me reaching, but I don't care because I love this story so much. Roman is so worried about Sammy taking over power. He then followed Sammy's lead on getting popcorn and then was following Sammy's orders. That is so clever. What if the insecure part of Roman is, if I act more like Sammy, will they love me more? Will they will love, the crowd, me will the crowd love me more? <laughs> oh, it's so good. There, there's so much, there's so much there's interpretation so much what could it. be going on in the scene. We could be reaching, but we're reaching for something. I, Honestly, I don't even care because you can reach as far as you want with any sort of story. And whether they're trying to tell that story or not, Mm. you hold that artistic interpretation of that thing. That is totally cool with you. That is your interpretation of the story. And that is fine. I cannot get enough of this story. Me too. I cannot get enough of it. It is everything that I want out of wrestling. It is my favorite thing I've ever seen in wrestling. And I will stand by that for a long time. I just hope. I just hope. And pray that this has a really satisfying conclusion. That will be the one thing that ruins the story retroactively is if yeah. they don't pay it off right. For, for me, in terms of great long-term storyline that had good payoffs was the Macho and Hogan and mm. Elizabeth uh, storyline and the Batista storyline. Mm. You know, because it's quite hard for me to think of long-term storylines where you're hooked from the beginning and you mm. knew something was going to happen. Yeah. And then those are the two instances where the storyline had great payoffs and then this one if it ends the way we we hope it, it was gonna it's going to end mm-hmm. it could be number one amongst those uh, i think so it, it's definitely in the conversation at the very least uh and i i don't know i'm not saying that there is a right way to end this story because i think there the, are a few the daniel different... brown one was accidental because that's why i yes, never really put that, that in count. it was a great storyland but we know the truth that it wasn't meant to go the way it did exactly. if it was yeah. designed that way we would have said oh that's the best oh yeah that's the best one of all time the, the up the ebbs and flows of mm-hmm. the of the hero getting to where he needs to go it was just like uh, you know everyone knows the story yeah. well watch old wrestle, uh, wrestle talk videos if you don't but yeah i don't include that um yes movement yes or mania mm. as a storyline because that was accidental but yeah. yeah and i i think there's several ways that this story can go and i'm going to be happy with probably any of them um but i just think that there might be something lacking if they end the story prematurely or they don't reach quite reach the right conclusion that a lot of fans want at the time because fans perceptions of anything can change very very quickly yeah so they're maintaining this fan momentum for quite a long time i hope it doesn't like peter out anytime soon or anything like that and, and i hope it just continues on and then they just pay it off i, I reckon at wrestlemania they're if, wrapping if, it up if you keep going past mania with a lot of stuff you'll have to change something pretty drastic. no but it's, it's, it's also a weird storyline because in a lot of ways is a storyline setting up the usos versus kevin and sammy mm. apparently and i want it to be kevin and sammy for the tag titles yeah even though in a perfect world sammy would face roman at wrestlemania and win the title yes, or he something would. like that yes yes he should do that but that's not gonna happen not to be horrible yeah, I like it that. It, it's it's kind of like um you know Going back to fans of wrestling in 1989, Mankind should have wrestled in WrestleMania 15 or whatever because of the you know fan support, whatever. Mm. Sami Zayn's in that 
situation where fans love him, they want to root for him to do well, but it's just like WrestleMania, they've got other plans. Is it going to be The Rock? Cody's hot right now, hot property right now, because they spend a lot of money on him as well. Oh, yeah. So it could be Sammy could win the title down the line, or this this goodwill and build as a babyface could lead to next year him winning the title. Let's, so let's hope that, you know, that's the positive out of this storyline and him, him breaking out and seeing the light. Here's a crazy idea. Mm. If they are going to do somebody else against Roman at WrestleMania, let's say it's Cody, right? Mm. Let's say Cody comes back, wins a rumble, challenges Roman. Maybe he dethrones him, right? If Sammy is involved in that match, he's still aligned with Roman at this point. And he's potentially like, you know, does an error in the match and doesn't help Roman in the way he should. Can you then just do a Sammy Reigns feud, but just not for the titles? Well, rumor has it like it's gonna happen at Elimination Chamber, so they're gonna mm. break up then. Montreal, baby. Uh, so I think Sammy's time is running out. The mm. whole TikTok hourglass thing that we talk about is happening. This happening on is that happening, Sammy? So I think he he might lose to because it can go either way. Because Kevin Owens has to be kept strong, mm. so he can't lose frivolously to yes. Sammy. Yeah. So it's either a DQ where the injured body part that Roman's gonna exploit at mm. the Rumbles. So it's yep. kind of like you lost, but you injured him. Yeah. So you get another so you, pass. So you did your job. Sort yeah, of. in a way, yeah, in a weird way, yeah. or solo DQs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Kevin Owens was about to win, and it's like you didn't lose, but Solo had to help out. So mm. there's many ways it can go next week, but I don't think. Is gonna go to Mania. I think by Mania, Sami Zayn's already, already been kicked out. Like you said, we're getting that close. Mm-hmm. We have to hit it because the fact yep. that you're loving it, you can. Let's keep you loving the storyline. So we have to end it quickly. Pete still loves it, so let's end it quick and yeah. quick end it well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing is, I'm totally cool with that. If they want to end it pre-elimination chamber time, that's totally fine. I just want them to do the right thing. And for me, the right thing is Sami dethroning Roman Reigns. But I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, for a lot of I people, for a lot of people, it's a full circle moment. It should be Jay Uso. I also wouldn't hate that, honestly. I wouldn't hate that. I think they need to do a little bit more of the story building till then, because I think they had the story uh, initially, but it hasn't really been referenced that much since it's happened. So if they start having Jay having second thoughts about Roman and like maybe he starts siding with Sami Zayn a little bit more and things like that, like that, I think would then build in naturally it's into n- a Jay. It's Roman. not gonna like. Natural storytelling thing. If if you you know watch TV shows and stuff like that, would be he would be the guy. But Usos are too valuable as a tag team, so that's mm. not gonna. It's not gonna be Jay. No. But I'm just saying, in terms of the list of options, he would have been great. But it's been a while. Main event Jay, Jay Uso comes out from time to time, but it's he's not that guy anymore. No, it's unfortunate because he is great. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, oh man, more, there's more stuff. There's more stuff to spare now. Right. Well, should we talk about the rest of the show? Yes. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to that main event later. Yes. Um, but uh, for now, we had that opening segment as we first mentioned. We had Charlotte Flair, the humble babyface, arriving in a uh, convertible sports car, looking like a real humble babyface. We had Kofi Kingston versus Santos Escobar. These two got uh, back into it um, backstage, saying that like I'm going to beat you in the Rumble, and Kofi's like, No, you're not. So yeah. they decided to have a match. Yeah, verbal joust turned mm. into uh, action in the ring. An yes. actual joust, except mm. metaphorical joust. Um, and they were doing a few spots in this match to be like, if this were a rumble, then this is what would happen. Yeah. So like Kofi did a save spot and he then threw Santos over the top rope and it's like, he would have been eliminated if this was the Royal Rumble. Um, eventually Santos Escobar won with the Phantom Driver after some distraction from the Gadon Elf and Tasma. It was a fun match. Big super amazing, victory, but good for Santos. Big victory for Santos, by mm. the way. That's a former WWE champion, is, sure is Kofi Kingston. So, yeah. um, it's, it's a weird match where I, I I don't want Kofi to lose, but at the same time, Santos still needs to be established on mm. the main roster. So, Absolutely. I'm happy for Santos, and that's a huge win against Kofi Kingston. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I thought it was good, and it's like a, a build for the Rumble that's not as over as like watch the Rumble, watch the Rumble, watch the Rumble. Yeah, by the numbers, you know, etc. It is just like. These two are going to be fighting in the Rumble. Here's some stuff that would happen. It always saddens me when I see New Day uh, feud with trios because you know mm. who's missing. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. Uh, Liv Morgan did a promo backstage saying if she had it her way, she'd enter number one and beat up everyone, which is a bold strategy. That's what I'd say. That's the nicest thing you ever said. That, like, mm. 2023 Pete might be a new different Pete because you would have been like, oh, she's doing that thing again. Like Liv Morgan's extreme. She's hardcore. She wants to punish herself by putting herself as number one because no one ever wants to be number one. Mm -hmm. you, you just allocated it. But yeah, she wants to be number one. Good for her. Let's see what happens. Good for her. <laughs> uh, we had a recap of the Uncle Howdy Bray Wyatt stuff from last week and LA Knight had a pretty good promo, I thought. Just being like, I'm going to win in a pitch black match and I don't care about all of these shenanigans. <laughs> He's a star. Like me, me and 
Oli were gushing about like how he's looked great in his storyline and how we, we mentioned that he's like the jock in a horror film. Mm. Especially when he got attacked when Uncle Howdy was in the background. He's kind of like, he doesn't know that he's over his head, mm. but we admire his confidence and yeah. courage. <laughs> yeah. He's over his head. But yeah. the fact that it, it doesn't compute to him that you're over your head, he's like, nah, I got so much confidence in myself. I'm going to whoop you mm-hmm. and you, whatever spooky goosebump stuff you have. I just love it. It's better. Again, is having that or having... You know, the whole, you know, um, Seth Rollins cowering in the corner over The Fiend and The, mm-hmm. the Fiend's mind games with The Miz and his family. So you see what happens when the baby faces of The Feud are kind of cowering. Even though LA Knight is the heel, but he's the heel of guts. And I appreciate that because for a lot of people, that's the introduction to LA Knight. Some people hate why is, why is a newbie feuding with, with Bray Wyatt who's not established. But mm-hmm. for me, it's establishing what his character is. He's a loudmouth who likes to back it up. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we then had a uh, mixed tag match Karen Cross and Scarlet versus Madcap Moss and Emma. I believe this is the first WWE match we've seen from Scarlet, I want to say. It, it, it was a weird positioning because the match didn't go on for too long. No. Uh, Emma and Madcap didn't get an entrance. No. And then it was it was, it was a sprint. A lot of the matches mm. on the show was a sprint. Where there's one match later on <laughs> that was a, quite a sprint as well. It sure was. It was a long, longish sprint, but it was a sprint nonetheless. Um, this one I thought I thought Scarlett looked quite good. Is it a nice introduction to Scarlett as a wrestler for the for the WWE audience? Nice bridging suplex you did, by the way. Mm, very but, good. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Cross choked out Madcap Moss, and then he put Rey Mysterio's mask on him. Um, just to kind of further that feud. Thought it was a nice touch. It was yeah, a nice touch, but it, for me, it's weird. It's like Madcap Moss has already lost him twice. Like it was mm. kind of over, and then Emma entered like, like a new wrinkle in, into the whole storyline. But because of how quickly they got brushed aside, for me, it's kind of like not like what was the point of it the point of it was to see Scarlett in the ring obviously but in, in storyline function it's like it was just a non-factor in a weird way do you know what I'm saying if the yeah. match went longer and you had more yeah. then I would be like yes this makes sense it's because of how quick it was it, mm. it, 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 it was built up imagine a match was built up and ends quite quickly so mm. you're like what was the point of the build up if you're not going to invest in the ring that's that's the only that's the only thing that I was a bit hmm about it's mm. like we invested in this we saw the weeks building up to this match and it happened and it just wasn't anything yeah even the Mysterio feud is because Mysterio's feuding with Dominic off camera and then yeah. he's got thing with Carrion and then Carrion's trying to tie that in because Mysterio's not there by putting a mask on Madcap so it's a bit of weird uh storyline developments it's developing but not in a traditional sense that's mm. what I can say yeah um uh, obviously, I wasn't on the SmackDown review last week, so I don't. I don't really work Saturdays usually. No. Um, um, yeah. So I haven't really given my thoughts about Charlotte coming back. It's dumb. That's my thoughts. Oh no! Old Pete came back. Hi, old Pete. <laughs> I really, really did not like her return at all. She Co- she cashed com- in her com- money in com- the bank. Coming in and ca- cashing in her Charlotte in the bank to yeah. just get a title shot for no reason. After Ronda had already had a match, is so stupid. Wait, Queen City Chaz did uh, it again. Christ, I really didn't like it. Uh, we got a recap of that, and Charlotte Flair came out to do a promo. Uh, she said she doesn't care about the crowd reaction. You can cheer, you can boo, I don't care. And that it was at that point I was like, okay, it's the same Charlotte. I was really hoping we get a slightly different Charlotte. You you kind of you kind of got her being appreciative of the crowd support. Mm. They said thank you, Charlotte, and she goes, "Wow, I never hear thank you, Charlotte." Which is sad because she never really gets her props. But at the same time, that goes to show you how bad Ronda Rousey's title ring was. Yes, it's so bad they they would have they would have accepted Michelle McCool doing mm. her Piggy James 
era coming yeah. back and dethroning Ronda Rousey. That's how bad it was. They, they yeah. would have accepted Sable 98 coming out and dethroning Ronda Rousey. They would have accepted anyone. They would have like had, you know, Bay Young. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody anyone. but Ronda. That's how yeah. bad the women's division was at the time. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it, it was a fine promo. You know, it was okay. She's a babyface nub. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's bad as a heel. Yeah. She's a heel. Yeah. She got interrupted by Sonya Deville. Uh, who Who's also out, a heel. Yeah. Who came out and said, hey, you beat up a half-wounded half, half Ronda last week. Congratulations. How would you feel if you faced a fresh fighter? And Charlotte Flair immediately undermined her because that's what Charlotte Flair does by just saying, oh, you're the fighter, are you? Which in isolation would be a very funny line. It, mm. It's a it's a good protagonist line. Yeah. The problem is that Charlotte Flair isn't the protagonist. Sonya Deville is a, is a wrestler that stays there. This is the thing. If it if it was a nameless person, like you know you know in a movie when guys have cool one liners and stuff like that, mm. you know I don't even know who you are, kind of thing. It's like, a cool one liner. That's fine. Um, for here though, Sonya Deville's still here next week. You can't just degrade her and make her feel like not a threat and then people ex- expect people to still care when she's still here the next week. Because what you've done is just said, oh, well, you don't matter. And then Charlotte beats her up. And then you just go, well, it's only if it was still a threat, though. It's like, well, clearly not. Nobody's yeah. taking her seriously. Yeah, you're meant to elevate your opponent. Like, degrading her as you're telling the fans, don't take her seriously. Yeah. Especially how she beat her as well. It's kind of like, well, she's back in the island of irrelevancy. Mm-hmm. Also, Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair used to like each other. Like, Sonya let Charlotte back in the building when she was suspended and things like that. Like, it was it was like a little partnership that they had. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I went out the window. Anywho, uh, Sonya got a title match immediately. Charlotte won relatively quickly and quite decisively. A lot of sprints on this show. That's what you like. Yeah, you know, we enjoyed the show, but I did notice. I was like, hmm, these matches, there's there's a lack of investment in these matches. It's just passing time. It's uh, a way to give Charlotte a win. Um, I don't, I really, really, excuse me. I think that in ring, Charlotte is a very good wrestler. I'd even go to say she's a great wrestler in ring. Uh, I think that she can talk. She has the ability to cut a promo. The problem with it is the material. The material of the promo is not very good because, as I said, it degrades the opponent and it makes them feel lesser and it doesn't elevate anybody. And she, I think the comparisons to uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena are apt. Uh, Old Roman Reigns, that is, and like peak John Cena of just like not taking anyone seriously and being like, Cena wins lol, Flair wins lol, Mm. Reigns wins lol. And nobody looks better coming out of it. Like, coming out of this match, Charlotte looks exactly the same and Sonya looks worse. Yeah. So, eh. Um, We had a promo with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus at Jerry Lawler's restaurant. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they said they were going to do banger after banger after banger after banger. Let's get that over. Then Michael Cole. Yes. Michael Cole. Come back to the arena. And Michael Cole said, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus called the Banger Brothers. Yeah. If you shorten that down, that's Bang Bros. Bang Bros. Can't be having that. That's taken. And after, for those of you who don't know what Bang Bros are, after you watch this video, uh, if you you live with parents or whatever, just go somewhere private and Google (laughs) Bang Bros and then you get the If you are 18 years of age or over, search for Bang Bros. If you are under that, do not do that. (laughs) Oh yeah, that too. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sat didn't say it. 
allegedly didn't say it. <laughs> Reportedly. <laughs> Reportedly, Sat didn't say it. You have to be already, you have the age of consent. And why are you watching this without your parents' approval? <laughs> Oh dear. Um, uh, this show has gone off the rails. Cody got a video package. It was the same one that was on Raw. He's coming back soon. Lacey Evans' repackage Ooh. continues. Are you excited about this? Yes. You know why I'm excited about it? She's got the Cobra Clutch. You know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> Forget this. She's been bestowed upon her. This voiceover lady we don't know who's been talking to her during her training. He said, you must use this move. The Cobra Clutch. I was like, yes, Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch. And next week, you must use the word maggot. That's what that's I said, yeah. Yes. That's what I said in my review. Yeah. We think alike. It, it, it works as well because maggot. Mm, maggot. Maggot. <laughs> okay. There it is. Okay. Why am I excited about Lacey Evans? Uh, because number one, she's one of those people who got misused in the Vince era. Yeah, her original character, I, I liked it. She called people nasties and whatever, and, mm-hmm. and she didn't really want to wrestle and then did feud with, with Becky for a bit and whatever. She's improved in the ring. It's just getting the right presentation to go with her. She's got a real life, uh, her, her real life background's quite interesting. And the fact they want to incorporate it, great. She'd be a, she could be a great heel. The only issue was they didn't know if they wanted her to be a baby face, an insincere baby face, or outright heel. Mm-hmm. We got all three in the in the last few months mm-hmm. last year. Even her promos went on browbeating at one point. It was inspirational of what she's done in her life. Then it's like, you can't do what I do, what I went through, and how I got out. Where it's like, wait, 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 wait. Now you're saying that you know them ones. It's like mixed messages mm-hmm. with Lacey. It was conflicting. I liked it when she came out. She didn't get the quite the great crowd reaction she wanted, so she restarted the music. That thing was great. Heel heat. They could have mm-hmm. run with it, but you know, Triple H took over. He goes, let's re- repackage her because she's kind of been tainted mm-hmm. <laughs> again. <laughs> How quickly can you taint a repackage? Asked Jeff Jarrett '98. He had many different characters, but yeah, I like this because. It seems like they have tunnel vision on what they want to do with her. And I'm waiting to see. It, it, we have to see. It's just packages right now. You know, packages gets you excited. But let's see the finished product. If the finished product's rubbish, then I'll take back my enthusiasm. But I am cautiously optimistic. I don't care. Um, we had Ricochet versus Top Dollar in a Royal Rumble qualifier. I thought it was weird that this one was a qualifier when like Kingston and San Francisco were like, oh, yeah, we're, 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 we're in the rumble. And it's like, but Ricochet won the World Cup. Why? I know. I... And, and Santos didn't. <laughs> why does Santos get to enter? And Ricochet's like, no, I've got to prove myself. Why does, <laughs> why does, you know, Bray Wyatt not get suspended or fired by Adam Pearce, but Bobby Lashley? He got fired for like five minutes. You know, well, what's the difference between Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt? Who could possibly say? Yes, guys. Read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Ricochet won this match really quickly. But doing not it it's barely, a sprint. He didn't do. Yeah, it was a sprint. He didn't do nothing. Um, as in he. <laughs> you watch the match. And you, you see Top Dollar's dominating. You go get a cup of water and you come back and the match is finished. And mm-hmm. Ricochet won. And you're like, how did we get from Top yep. Dollar dominating the match yep. to Ricochet did one, I feel like he did one or two counters, then he won. Yeah. One or two counters and then he won. Mm-hmm. It's like he rope doped him. Mm. Literally, like he did one like reversal, kind of reverse DDT type thing and then did the shooting star and won. That's, That's it. it. That's what the only moves he did. Yeah. That's what he needed. But then... So Ricochet qualified to rumble. Good. Yay. But then after the match, Hit Row turned heel. Yay. Good. That's good. 
I'm glad whatever they were doing as babyfaces wasn't quite connecting for whatever reason. So I'm hoping they can have a bit more focus, a bit more drive. Do you, know, do you know what it's people good. hated about them? Mm. The handshake is so annoying. It isn't good, is it? Like, yeah, that, that, that's not that's not babyface. I want to cheer. What's that all about? But as heels, that's obnoxious. That's mm. like, ooh, they want that moolah. They want that money. Boo! And also, if they let top dollar rap as he comes up to the ring mm -hmm. and dismantle his opponents, they'll get over. It's because they come out to their track and, and it's, they need to show more of what they can do. Mm -hmm. Top Dollar's got skills, you know, B-Fab raps as well. Uh, Ashanti, he, he's good at standing in the background and, you know, adding numbers. He, he moves smoothly. He has smoothments. He's great as a wrestler. I mean, like in terms of what he adds to the group, he's just, <laughs> a, he's just like a glorified video vixen for them when they're rapping. A little bit, yeah. Um, but I guarantee you, that if if Top Dollar starts rapping on his entrance, people are like, AEW ripoff. <laughs> I guarantee you people would it, say it, it. it. Listen, it started a long time ago when it was it was hit sure Robinson claimed who's the better rapper, which is Top Dollar, by the way. But yes. It's a hot take. Um, uh, it's the right take. When it comes to, listen to actually, so to people listening to hip hop, don't come to me. If you don't listen to hip hop, don't comment uh, trash in the comment section at me. Yeah, listen, if you know about bars and bars and flows, Top Dollar has existing projects already. This is not a gimmick to him, son. Mm -hmm. He's been living this life for a while. Braun Strowman saved Ricochet from a further beat down. Cool. Uh, we then had the backstage segment with Sami Zayn uh, and Roman Reigns. And then we had the main event, the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. And this was very fast. This was a very fast pace, and they didn't stop. Oh, man, L loads of near falls as well. Some really big near falls. There was a near fall off a Claymore. There was a near fall off the 1D. There was a near fall off a Bro Kick. There was so much stuff happening in this match. Just constantly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Solo Sokoa got involved to start beating up Sheamus on the outside behind the referee's back. Butch and Ridge Holland came out and nullified Solo Sokoa and chased him off. Go back in the ring, back and forth with Jimmy and Sheamus. And then the Usos got the win with a roll-up, assisted roll-up. Where Jimmy got the roll up and then Jay was like pushing his back with his feet on the outside. That's the annoying the thing. Win. You don't need both brawling brutes to take out Solo. I, I would have had Ridge because Ridge is the thicker of the two between him and, and Butch. Butch Ridge is the fridge. behind. Yeah, Ridge the fridge should have went after Solo, and and then and then Butch should have stayed behind to make sure there's no shenanigans. Mm. But both guys got so caught up in attacking Solo, they left the old boy behind and shenanigans. But you could also make you the argument that if Sami Zayn was out there then it would have been Ridge to take on Solo Sokoa and Butch to take on Sami Zayn. And then Solo can make the argument that, like, I can easily take on Ridge Holland. So if you were out there, Sami, then this wouldn't have happened. Hmm. I love the Bloodline story so much. Um, regardless, though, I thought this was a really fun match, a really fun end to the show. And because the Bloodline was all over this show, hmm. and it's my favorite thing in ever, this is an easy five out of five show. I don't care. Everything else on this show was either decent to good. The only thing that didn't really work for me is the Charlotte Flair uh, promo and match. Everything else was all right. Five out of five show. Love it. Give me more. I, I, I give it as a five out of five. I say right now, but when I go home, it might be a four and a half out of five. <laughs> and I realized I, I rated it too high because the, the only negative, the only blemish for me was the sprint of the match. Mm. Uh, it, it, it almost came to, it's almost like the matches that matter. We came to mm. see the bloodline, which is true, but it's like everything on the show is inconsequential. Mm, yes, there were some Royal Rumble qualifications, you know, yay for Ricochet who had to earn it. Why? Like you said it. 
by the same time is that the, the Carrion Cross and Madcap Moss feud, I think, is finally over. Scarlet looked good in the ring, but it's just like the the matches. It's, let's just say I'm gonna use an example. So when Ricochet had his finals match against Santos Escobar, mm-hmm. if that ended in two seconds, we'd be like, "What's the point of his tournament?" Yay, Ricochet won in a dominant fashion? Question mark. But it's a sprint. You have to mean more. You have yeah. to see the battle, and it's not really a battle. It's a sprint. It's kind of like, why should I care if the matches are not lasting long enough? That is a very fair criticism. I felt like the wrestling on this show was relatively inconsequential. The wrestling it didn't actually yeah. matter. It's like it didn't matter. It's like you're yeah. watching this for a storyline, which is true. Listen, that's why it's called sports entertainment sometimes mm. when certain pe- person's in charge. We love the entertainment portion of it, but I want the sports to matter as well. It had to be equal. But I get it. Without uh, cutting back some of the matches, you won't get that much backstage segments that we got mm-hmm. to, uh, on the show. But I couldn't quite grapple with the... With the like, I, with the fact that it was just it's too much sprints in the match yeah it's almost actually esque in terms of like mm. the matches didn't matter let's go back to storylines which people did like but at the same time what's the point of wrestling if you're not going to put any effort into it that is totally fair um uh before we get out of here today we've got a couple things to do uh, one of them being that there was some uh, missed ultra chats from uh, yesterday's live stream that Luke and I did uh, about the Vince McMahon news. Uh, so we had a few ultra chats in there that we missed off at the end of the show. Uh, so I'm going to read them now instead. Uh, Wayne Mosby said, that's exactly what I'll do. Y'all are who I watch for all things wrestling anyway, if he comes back. I believe that's in reference to us saying, uh, if we want to boycott WWE with Vince McMahon back, you do that. Just watch WrestleTalk videos to keep up to date with everything. Mm. Um, so he said, that's what I'm going to do. Thank you, Wayne Mosby. Zeppelin2144 uh, said, I bought stock into WWE when Vince left and will be selling it today for a profit since he's back. Uh, I barely watch WWE as it is anyway, but I can't morally support Vince if he is a producer or lead of anything in the company. Ooh. Also fair. Um, Morals. Uh, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, da. Uh, and last one from Advocate005. Uh, uh, said, check this tweet out. The tweet in question says, people calling or texting Tony Khan today, letting him know that they were just working. They didn't mean any of it. Lots of people probably second-guessing their decisions today. Well, we'll see then. Do we have any Patreon shoutouts? That is a question. What's the day today? It's the 7th. 7th. We do have some patron shout-outs. That's good. Uh, if you haven't been to our Patreon page yet, at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk, you really should. So much extra bonus content. You know, the episode of Survival Series that just went live on Parts of Unknown? Love yesterday, it. Yesterday, the uncut and uncensored version is up on Patreon. It's like nearly an hour long of just each of us doing our full, excuse me, our full thoughts and feelings on trying to name every Royal Rumble winner. You can see all the, all the anger. We had to cut out some of the anger. Because it was too angry. <laughs> but you can watch all of it on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk and watch that. Uh, also, if you pledge the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one. That was a horrible noise, sorry. Uh, so thank you to the Machine Gun, Alex Anderson. The Shockmaster, Austin Shrock. The Shrockmaster, because he's Austin Shrock. Wait, I didn't mean... Uh, see, it was... Angle the wrong way. I'm the, sorry. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. It's called the last name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. Chris Hellfire, Brimstone. 
Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. No Fozzie required, Chris Mayers. Mays? Mays. Mays. Oh, Chris Mays! I can you read! Got no, you got no excuse this time. I can it was read. angled the right way. It was angled the right way, but I, I, put in, <laughs> I manifested the wrong name. <laughs> All-star, Chuck Turner. Cody the Terminator Moody. The mayor of Painesville, Dan. We love you, Dan. Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans. El Jefe, Elijah Fairman. Send me to heaven, heaven Reich. Great song. <laughs> Thank you all of our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. I believe that's it for the show. This feels weird to not be doing like final ultra chats. It's not a live stream. I'm not used to this. No. But join us again next week. Same sat E time. Same sat E day. Same sat E channel. No, same time, it's same not channel. No, it's not. It's not my channel, but it's my day time on WrestleTalk. It's our channel. Tempest will be back next week. Uh, we've got a regular ass week next week. So it's going to be me and Luke on Monday going over Raw. It's going to be Luke and Ollie on Thursday with the AEW Dynamite review. And it's going to be Sat and Tempest next Saturday coming over SmackDown. Thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I've been Chubba Bikwinell. I've been joined by Sat Eniangi. Thank you so much for watching and jam that jam. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.